Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I don't know about you, but one thing I love to do all the time is to look back in my life and count the blessings and the good things that the Lord has done for me. Every time I think about the good things the Lord has done for my life, I cry and I'm so thankful and I love God even more than before. And some things that happen in our life sometimes they look very negative and bad. But at the end, it turned out to be better. Like what the Bible says that what the devil meant evil to us, the Lord can turn it around to be good to us. Yesterday, we have some fellowship time with the brothers and sisters from Arizona here. And suddenly we talk about, I experienced two house fire two times. My house burned by fire two times. I forgot about that already, actually, because I never want to remember negative things. But when I look back, thank God, the first fire helped me to remodel the whole kitchen and the whole house for free. I was a student. I did not have money to remodel the house. But the fire brought in the insurance company to remodel my whole house for free of charge. And the second fire also good because I sold the house as is, and then I was be able to move to the better location. So God always brings good things to us out of the uh, blessing and sometimes out of the plan of the enemy. So we should be thankful to the Lord all the time. I would like to read Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 to encourage all of you. Behold, I sent you out. You mean you and me, the disciple of Jesus Christ, as sheep, in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. If you notice, the Bible always uses the symbol to compare something to something. In this scripture, God compares us to sheep. And I'm going to talk about sheep and shepherd this morning. But God also calls us ambassador of Christ. So it means we are the chief of God and God take care of us and we are also the ambassador of Christ so we can be his representative on this planet earth. We are also called children of God which means that we love God, God takes care of us, God provides for us. We are also called soldier of Christ. We are fighting the warfare for Jesus Christ. Because we have the wolf out there who wants to destroy us and destroy our brothers and sisters. So we are the ambassador. We are the soldiers. We are the chief. We are the children of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are loved by God. But I want to emphasize this morning that we are the chief of God. Everyone say, I am the chief. But God say must be wise like serpent, and we should be 
harmless and gentle as doves. So God compare us to wise serpent and also gentle and harmless doves. As the sheep of God, I don't know whether you have ever seen sheep walking on the field or not. If you watch the sheep in the field, you notice something that the sheep walk around without worry. You never see the sheep get upset or worry at all. The sheep never live uptight. They just relax, walking around on the field, eating grasses. They are at ease because they know that the shepherd take care of them. The sheep look without worry. They look so restful. But at the same time, the sheep have no defense. They don't have big teeth. They cannot run fast. They are small, and the wolf can easily attack them. But the sheep still look very relaxed and very at ease. Why? Because they know that the shepherd is taking care of them. They trust the shepherd. The shepherd keep watching over them, guiding them, feeding them, and go with them. The shepherd look after them all the time. Therefore, sheep will not worry at all because the sheep has a shepherd. Let me read about Jesus Christ, our shepherd, in Psalm chapter 23, verses 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. How many people believe that our shepherd, Jesus Christ, will meet all our needs? Amen. He will send to us right people. He opened the right door. He bring us the good things. He meet all of our needs. That's why we don't have to worry. We can sleep every night. We know that God will take care of our needs. He lets me rest in green meadows or pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. So he leads us to the right food, to the good spiritual food. And he also gives us water, the Holy Spirit, to give us refreshment and revival and strength. God will take care of us. He gives us food and water. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. The shepherd not only meets our needs, but he also guides us each day what to do. He will tell us what to do and guide us in everything. He is a good shepherd. How many people want to be guided by God? I wanted to be guided by God. It's amazing. Two days ago, I went with Pastor Da to shopping mall to buy some gifts, and suddenly God spoke to me. You need to call this man. So I called. I'm out of the blue. He said, call this man. He guided me, and I find out he was in the emergency room at the right timing because his wife went to emergency room and he was there with him. So we have a chance to pray to, together for his wife. Wow, when I hang up the phone, you are my shepherd. You guided me to call this man at the right time while his wife was in the emergency room. You see, we need to follow the guidance of our shepherd, bringing honor to his name as we walk with him, we bring glory to him. 
Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. When you walk through the difficult times, when you face undesirable situations, when the wolf try to kill you, you are in a difficult situation. You need to remember this: the Lord is with you. You are not on your own. You are with Him. He is with you all the time. He will fight the battle for you. He will help you. You don't have to, to fight the battle yourself. The Lord is with you. Amen. Even in the darkest hours of your life, you don't have to be afraid because you have the Almighty God with you all the time, and He is good to you. He has the power to fight the battle for you. He has the angels to help you everywhere you go. That's why, as Christians, we can live in peace all the time. We can smile. We can laugh all the time because God is with us. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast. What is the feast? The feast is celebration. The feast is victory. Yesterday, I talked to the brand sister in Arizona here that wow, we're gonna have a celebration. We should have a celebration in Hawaii together. And everyone say amen right away. And somebody record my voice. Okay, you promise us we're gonna go to Hawaii together. <laughs> I love celebration. Celebration is a sign of victory. We love to celebrate together. Amen. Because we're gonna have victory, and we're gonna have the feast in the presence of my enemies. It means that no matter what the enemy try to attack us, we still have victory, and we're gonna have a celebration. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. So God loves to pour His anointing, His Holy Spirit upon us, so that we can have the power to serve Him. My cup, my life, cup represent our life, our heart, our bank account, our home. Overflows with blessing. How many people believe that this scripture is for us? Everyone say, my life. Overflows with blessings. You are not lacking. You not only have just barely enough. You have more than enough. The blessing more than enough in order to flow out to bless other people. You live a life of giving. You become the blessing to others. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me. I like that. Will pursue me all the days of my life. He is a good shepherd, and his goodness, his unfailing love, will chase after us. Do you believe this scripture? Do you have a good shepherd? Is Jesus your shepherd? Do you believe that he would do what he say in the book of Psalm 23? Do you believe that he will fulfill his promises? Do you believe that He would do what He says? Do you trust God? Amen. When you trust God, what you do? You have peace, and you're gonna see His hand moving around you to feed you, to guide you, to bless you, to help you, to protect you, to anoint you, to lead you day by day. 
and you're going to have the victory all the time. Let's get this Psalm 23 be a part of your life. Let's believe in Psalm 23. The Lord is the good shepherd. He is my shepherd. Let's believe in the word of God. Amen. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. What does it mean here to live in the house of the Lord forever? If you read and study the Bible carefully, you will see that there are always two sides of our walk, faith walk. One side is God's side. God has many promises for us. He's going to do His part. He is a faithful God. God is not a man who shall lie. He keeps His promises. But there's also man's side of the story. When you read Psalm 23, Carefully, and even Matthew 16, 10 verse 16, he said, His side is that I will send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. God sent us out to bless the world. Therefore, our side, be wise. Two, be harmless. Don't hurt anybody. Don't be stupid. Don't do stupid things. Fear the Lord. Depend on the wisdom of God. That is our side. Psalm 23. God's side, He is my shepherd. He will let me lie down in green pasture. He lead me by the still water. He'll renew my strength. He'll take care of us. But what is our side? We should not be afraid. We should trust God. We should rely on God. We should not be worried and afraid of anything. We should trust Him. And not only that, we should also live in the house of the Lord forever. If you listen to the teaching series called Divine Protection. You notice that God compared Himself as an eagle, that He put His wing on us to protect us. He compared His protection as the canopy, the shield of favor. He compared his, Himself as the feather, as the fortress to be over us like a mother hen. We are like a chick that run unto, under the mother hen wing to get protection. So we need to do our part is to stay with him all the time. Stay close to Jesus all the time and to be in his house. What does it mean to be in his house? To stay in the house of the Lord forever. It means, number one, we love to be in the presence of God. Number two, we commit our life to a good, biblical, spirit-filled church. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5, Paul said to the Corinthian church, he said, chase this man out of the church so that Satan can attack him. This man committed adultery in the church. So he said, discipline him, kick him out of the church, and when he is out there outside the church, he is vulnerable to the attack of the wolves or to Satan. And one day he will repent and come back and he will not lose his salvation. He will continue to walk with God. Sometimes God allows discipline to come in. God allows some bad things to come in to the rebellious Christian so that they wake up and turn around. But we don't want to be rebellious Christians. We want to be good chief. We don't want to be goat. 
We don't want to be rebellious goat. We want to be good sheep. Good sheep stay in the house of the Lord forever. Which means that we need to listen to God. What church He wants us to commit to? Where do we belong? And once you make that decision, you commit your life to that lo good local church. Commit there, serve there, go to the church every Sunday, ask pastor, what can I do here? What can I do? I will pull up my sleeve. I will serve here. I will obey. I will do everything. And when you put yourself in that position, you are in the house of God and you are under God's protection forever. Amen? Find a good church. I like what the Bible tried to compare our life as a sheep and the Lord Jesus, our shepherd. In Psalm chapter 95, verses 6 to 7 say, Come, kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We are his sheep and he is our shepherd. Oh, that you would hear him calling you today and come to him. The shepherd will call the sheep. Come this way. Follow me so that you will not be destroyed by the wolf. Follow me and I will give you good food. Follow me. I will guide you to the right place. We are his sheep. We should follow the voice of our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we know his voice? Number one, we need to study the Bible. We need to read the Bible. We need to know the Bible. Number two, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we should learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He will guide us and tell us what to do. I listen to the Holy Spirit all the time in everything I do. When I could not find anything in my house, Holy Spirit, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> this happens all the time. Pastor Da say, I think you're getting older now. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I put something in my house and I forget where it is. I could not find that paper. I could not find that. Actually, a few days ago, uh, uh, the car of my son, the tire become weak. So I get the, uh, my member bought as a Christmas gift the gas pump for the tire. So I gave him the gas pump, and then after that, where is the charger? Where is the charger? Wow, if I cannot charge that one, I have to buy another one, the charger, $50. So you know what I do? I just pray. God, may your Holy Spirit tell me to find a charger. I walk around in the garage. I could not find it. Usually I put this in the garage because it's about a car but I could not find it. God guide me. Suddenly, I heard him say to me, go to the television area. You put it there. So I walked to the television. Oh, it's there. The charger is there. So I told Pastor Da, I don't have to pay $50. I found a charger. <laughs> you know, even little, little things. You can ask God to guide you. He is your shepherd. You are his sheep. Amen. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you where to go. He will tell you what to say, how you can write an email, how you talk to your boss, how you talk to your daddy to witness to him. 
He is your guide. He will tell you exactly. This morning, Kun Chai asked me, "How can I witness to my daddy? Because my daddy is a strong Buddhist." I say, number one, you need to look at your daddy as a lost person, not look at your daddy as your dad. Because if you look at him as your dad, you're going to be fearful of him. You look at him as a lost man who need gospel. Two, listen to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit knows the best what he need to hear. He knows how to open the right door to get the gospel into his heart. Three, pray for him that the Holy Spirit will open his eyes, and the enemy will take the veil out of his eyes. So that he can see the light of the gospel, so I gave him advice how to reach out to his daddy who is not a Christian. You see, the Holy Spirit will help you everything. You need to come to Him. You need to come to Jesus, and He will guide you by His Spirit. Come to Him every day. He will help you, guide you, and you're gonna be successful. You will not make mistakes. He will help you. He will restore you. He's a good shepherd, amen. There's a story in the Bible that show us about shepherd, how our shepherd work, and how he can use us as a shepherd as well. The Christian should be both the sheep and the shepherd at the same time. Why do I say this? Because God put people under our care. You remember Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Do you agape me? And then Peter answer, "Yes, I feel it all you," which means I love you as a friend, not unconditional love. And then Jesus say, "Feed my lamb." Then Jesus asked Peter the second time, "Do you love me?" Peter say, "Yes, I love you." And Jesus say one more time, "Feed my sheep." The third time he asked Peter again, "Do you love me?" And Peter answered, "Yes, I love you." And he say again, "Feed my sheep." You may not be a pastor like me, but you can take care of God's sheep. If you love Jesus, you are both the sheep and the shepherd at the same time. You look after other people, you care for other people. Lately, God spoke to me so strongly in my heart. He showed me in the book of Job. He showed me, and really, I, I love to study the Bible with conviction, with reverberation. When God speaks to me from the Bible, I want to understand exactly what He thinks, and what is a conviction to my heart, and what is a reverberation to my heart. And the Bible says in the Book of Job, in the I don't remember what chapter, but the Bible says this way: When Job pray for his friend, God restore everything that he lost. What it means, we make a decision to be a giver, to bless people, to take care of people, to help people, restore others, pray for others. We live our life to take care of other people, and what happens when we do that? God take care of us. God will feed us. God will restore us. God will bless us. Because we are willing to be the instrument of God to take care of other people, so Pastor Dan and I, we make a decision. We are not going to take advantage of anybody. 
we're going to be givers. We're going to be the blessing to other people all the time. We're going to pray for people, give to people, bless people. We want to be the blessing. Yesterday, after we went out for mission work, we decided to drive to Outlet in Chandler to visit a Indonesian family that they start a business there, and we there bless them, love them. We did not want anything from them. We just want to bless them and love them. We live a life that way. We want to pray for others, bless others. Use me to take care of other people to be the shepherd because I love you, Lord. You can take care of people not by being a preacher like me, but maybe you cook and bring food to them, open your home, pick people up to go to church, call people to encourage them, pray for them, send good lesson to them. You live your life to take care of God's sheep, and look at what happened with King David here in First Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 to 37. But David said to Saul, at that time, the Philistine army came against the Israelites, and they have a giant called Goliath, big guy, and all the soldiers of King Saul were so afraid, and oh, we cannot fight this giant. And look at what King David said. At that time, the boy David, the young man David. Your servant used to keep the father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it. Wow, he chased after <laughs> the lion and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. You think about this. This young man went after the lion stuck the lion to get the lamb out of the mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard, struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, which is your problem, your mountain in your life, will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who deliver me. The Lord is our good shepherd. He will deliver us. So this story is on both sides. One side is that the Lord is our shepherd. He's going to help us to fight the battle. He's going to help us to fight the wolves, the lion, the bear. He's going to give us victory. He is on our side. That's what happened to David. He depended on the power of his God. And he worked as a shepherd as well. Okay, so he would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. How many people believe that the Lord is your shepherd? How many people believe that he's going to fight the battle for you? How many people believe that you have victory? Because the victory comes from the Lord. Is that right? Okay, he's going to fight for you. Like David say here. Look at verse 47. This is what David said to Goliath. Imagine a small guy without big muscle like me. Small guy without big muscle. Standing in front of a big giant. Huge with sword, with spear, javelin, and the shield, helmet, everything. He was the 
the fighter, the experienced warrior. But David was just a shepherd. Look at what he said in verse 47. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. Everyone say, the battle is the Lord's. You may be facing some difficult situation right now. Maybe you are facing some sickness that doctors say incurable. Maybe you are facing some business problem, family problem, broken relationship between you and your spouse. Your children run away from God. They backslid and they don't want to have anything to do with God. You face this giant, you face these lions and bear in your life. But pray this way, this battle is not mine. I am your chief. This battle is yours. You're going to fight this battle for me. I just believe you. I just put my trust in you. I lay down my prayer request on you. I trust you. I'm not going to worry I leave this issue to you. You are the God who bless. You're the God who give compensation. You're the God who fight the battle for me. And I will have victory. And He will give you into our hands. Let's live our life that way. Don't live in worry, in regret, in depression. Just put your trust in the Lord. He is your shepherd. Confess it. In the morning you wake up, Jesus, you are my shepherd. Jesus, this battle is yours. You're going to fight for me. And you are the victorious God. You're on my side. You're going to knock down the Goliath for me. You're going to remove the mountain for me. I speak victory. No matter what happened, I'm going to have victory because you are my shepherd. Amen? I like Isaiah 40, 10 to 11 say. So when you face problems, don't fall apart. Don't complain. Don't look depressed. Just still laugh. Still smile. Still talk like King David. Hey, giant, you're nothing. God is fighting for me. This battle is the Lord, not mine. I'm going to have victory at the end. Eventually, I'm going to have victory. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. Everyone say, God comes with power. Do you believe God has power? Yes. He is so powerful. He created the heavens and the earth by just speaking. And He comes with power. And His arm rules for Him. See, His reward is with Him. You serve God faithfully. You build His church. He's going to come and reward you. Yes. Amen. I see that in my life. I look back. I do my best to God. I serve him. I never say no to him. Everything he say to me, I do it. I obey him. And he rewards me with many good things in my life. He rewards me with very good son-in-law. I have two son-in-law. They're both so good to my daughters. That is a blessing. He rewards us with good son-in-law. Now we are praying for the daughter-in-law. My son's still single. I pray for him every morning. I wake up, God sent a godly woman to marry him. I want you to bless my son. I need a 
godly daughter-in-law. He blessed me with good health, with victory, all kind of things, because his reward is with him. Everyone, put your hand up. Reward. I get from God. God give me reward, and His recompense accompany Him, which means that if you lost because somebody cheated you, He's gonna pay you back. And not only that, if somebody hurt you, He's gonna take revenge for you. You don't have to do anything. You just stay calm, and He's gonna take care of that guy for you. His recompense accompanies Him. We can trust Him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Our God is a good shepherd. He blesses us. He rewards us. He pays us back. He takes care of us and he carries us in his hand, close to his heart. He loves you so much. Can you look at your God that way? He is your shepherd. He fight the battle for you, just like David say, "The Lord, you will fight the battle for me. This is the battle of the Lord, not my battle. He will lead you, guide you, restore you. He will fulfill your life. He is a good shepherd. This teaching, basically, I want to encourage you: trust in the Lord. Believe that you have the good shepherd with you all the time. Don't cry. Don't worry. Don't be depressed. Don't complain. God can turn the situation around for you. No matter what happened, He is the God of restoration. He's the God of compensation. He's the God of blessing. He's gonna help you. He's a good shepherd. Trust in the Lord. Every time I face difficulties, I always. Look up to Jesus at the right hand of the Father and say, "God, I proclaim, you are my shepherd. Things gonna turn around for me. You're gonna help me. You're gonna provide for me. You're gonna bring right people to help me. You're gonna do this for me. You're gonna give me wisdom. You're gonna guide me. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And every time I believe that and I confess, God." Did something for me supernaturally. John chapter 10, verse 10 to 11 say, "The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows." I verse 11. Most people remember John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief come to kill, to destroy, blah 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 blah. God, Jesus come to give a super abundant life, but people forget verse 11. Verse 11 say, "I am the good shepherd." Everyone say, "Jesus, Jesus. is my good shepherd." r i s k and lay down his own life for the sheep. Jesus is our good shepherd. We have the good God, and we pay Him back. We want to show love back to Him, appreciation back to Him because of His grace. What we do, we take care of His sheep for Him. Amen. We represent Him on earth. When people come to your church, 
you take care of them. I just shared with the group in Arizona last night that in the past two years during the pandemic, we decided that we're gonna really take good care of young people. Tomorrow, I'm gonna show you the movie or the young adult in the church. We disciple them. We gather them up. We make sure they can serve God. We take care of them very well. This young adult in my church start to grow. More people come in. A lot of young adults, about 18 to 35 years old, they come together to serve God together. Because some churches close down, some men people show up in my church with the husband, with the kids. So Pastor Dan and I say, come to my house. Let's have lunch together. And the young adult come to my house, take care of the children and the young teenager. I and Pastor Da feed them with good food, sit and talk, and they so feel so loved from us because we want to be the good shepherd. We want to take care of this sheep. And lately, I tease Pastor Da, lately we have a lot of people look like you come to the church. You may not understand what I mean. Pastor Da's parents are totally Vietnamese. I listened to Vietnamese words in her house when I was young. I went to her house and cảm ơn, trái giò, bún thịt nướng, Đi về. <laughs> My church has no Vietnamese for a long time. Suddenly, a lot of Vietnamese show up. I tease Pastor Da, well, I see a lot of people look like you now. <laughs> they talk like you. Their personality look like you now. They're very socialized. They're so generous. They love to hang out together. So Pastor Da and I want to show love to this sheep. We are the shepherd. We throw a big party. And they all came to our house and eat together. We have fun. We pray together. And we want to show love to this Vietnamese chief. And they did not want to go home. They want to stay there until 12.30 a.m. on Saturday night. <laughs> we have to say, could you please go home? <laughs> because tomorrow I have a long day on Sunday. <laughs> no, I love to have them. But they just love to fellowship. We take care of one another in the church because God's people are His sheep. And we want to represent Jesus on earth to take care of God's sheep in the real, practical way. We love each other. We help each other. We buy gifts for one another. We go and help one another. We take care of each other. That's why the Bible in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1-4 to say, The elders who are among you I exhort. I who am a fellow elders and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. If you want to show love to Jesus, you respond to what he said. Do you love me? How many people love Jesus? He said, you love me, take care of my sheep. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd appears, Jesus is a chief shepherd. We are the small shepherds. You will receive the crowd of glory that does not fade away. We learn from this teaching today. We are God's sheep. 
He sent us out to preach the gospel, to bless the world. And the wolf gonna try to destroy us. There are the wolves out there: Satan, demons, bad people, people who want to destroy the church out there. And God said, "Don't worry, I'm gonna take care of you. I will protect you. I will fight the battle for you. You just trust me, obey me, and you stay committed to a good local church. And in there, you represent me as my." Shepherd as well, to take care of the sheep for me. When you join the church, don't go with the mentality. What you can do for me? What can I get from this church? No, 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 no. Don't have that idea. That is the world's idea. What can I get from this church? What can you help me? No, you go with the attitude. I'm gonna come here to serve. I'm gonna help your guy to. Look after people. I'm gonna be the giver, the blessing here, and you will see, God will take care of you. Amen. Seriously, you live a life of blessing others, taking care of others, protecting others, helping others, serving others. You take care of God's business, which is the business of blessing others. And God gonna bless you, take care of you. Don't be church hopper. Commit. The Bible say clearly. In do I say the right thing? Why you laugh? <laughs> chopper, church hopper, hopper too. Yeah, hopper too. Chopper and hopper. Okay. The Bible say in the book of Psalm chapter ninety three, if you are like a cedar tree planted in the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord is what the church. You shall flourish even at old age. If you keep putting in, pulling out, put in, pull out, put in, pull out, you will keep shopping church, moving around. You never commit. You will not be flourishing. Can you put a tree in the ground? Three days later, you pull it out and put it again. Can you do that? What happened to that tree? The tree will die. The tree will not produce fruit. You need to root yourself in a good local church. How can you find it? Number one, you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, tell you where to go. Two, make sure that church obey the Bible, follow the biblical principle. You don't want the worldly church, the harlot, the church that follow the system of the world. We need to stick with the Bible. Amen. So we learn today, the Lord is our good shepherd, and we should trust Him and depend on Him, and we should serve Him by taking care of His sheep as well. And He will guide you. He's gonna come with power. His arms rules. He's gonna come with the blessing. He's gonna bless you, and He will give you compensation. He's gonna take care of you because he's a good shepherd. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you a good sheep? Yes. <laughs> you you stay in the flock. You follow Jesus. Yes. Are you gonna stay in the flock, or you gonna go out by yourself to let 
The wolf kill you. I watch a movie. What is the name of the movie? Pasada. The Gray. Thank you. Pasada have a good memory. This movie really happened real. This is a true story. The main actor is Liam Nelson. Is that right? Last name Newton. He was on a plane, and the plane crashed in Alaska area in the North Pole. And when they came out, the first thing they did, they light the fire, and they all have the torch. In the movie that night, we saw hundreds of eyes of wolf. But they were holding on the torch and with a fire place. The wolf just stand there, watching and could not come in, could not kill them. Why? Because they have the fire there. The wolves are afraid of the fire. That's why we need the Holy Spirit in the church. The fire is the Holy Spirit, so that the wolf cannot come in. And then in the story, what happened? While they were walking together, try to get back to the city, with the Torch at night, and they together to get. I think probably about 11 people there. I don't remember how many people that did not get killed by the airplane crash. They walk together, and in the movie, one guy walk out to a tree. After a few seconds, he disappear because the wolf killed him. He got out of the group by himself. So I learned from this story that you need to be together. You need to be in the flock. You need to stay in together in the church, with a good shepherd around you, and stay together with the file of God, so that the wolf cannot destroy you. If a sheep goes out on his own way, the wolf gonna destroy. You need to stay together, stick together, go together with the Lord Jesus as the head of the church, and with a good pastor, good shepherd to protect you. If you want to be victorious all the days of your life, Amen. You learned something this morning, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord, Hallelujah. Anyone in this room don't know Jesus, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Jesus loved you so much; He loved you to the point that He died for you at the cross. He suffered at the cross. He endured. All the suffering at the cross, he took the punishment that belonged to you because you sinned against God, so that you can be forgiven. At the cross, he took your sickness so that you can be healed. At the cross, he became poor so that you might be rich. At the cross, he took your curse so that you can be blessed. At the cross, he was put to shame because he was naked. On that tree, people walk around. It's a very the most shameful death in the whole world to be hung on the cross naked. He took the shame so that God can honor you. At the cross, he was rejected by the Father. He cried out to the Father, and the Father did not answer him. He was rejected by the Father because he took your sin on his body, so that. You can be accepted by the Father. At the cross, He took all the bad things on Him, so that you can receive the good things from heaven. That's why I appreciate the Lord Jesus so much that He paid the price for me, and He offered me 
all the good things, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, everything come through Jesus Christ. He bought it for me. So I want to encourage you. Make sure that you are really follow Jesus and you are born again. And not only that, one day after you leave this world, you will live for eternity in heaven. Actually, I just talked to Pastor Da and just talked to God a while ago while we were shipping. I laugh and cry. And I look back in my life after I gave my life to Jesus in 1981. I look back. Wow, it's a, such a wonderful journey. Such a wonderful journey that I follow God all these 40 years, 41 years now. And I even told God, Lord, if I have to die today, I will never regret, because all these 41 years is such a wonderful. Life that you have given me, have good family, good success in my work. I finished the medical school with gold medal. I finished my medical practice clear, no lawsuit. I have good reputation. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I still get letter from the city that I am the top doctor. I mean, I'm already retired. What top doctor? So I, I just throw that in the garbage because I'm not practicing anymore. God, if I die today, I will say thank you, Lord. I'm not afraid of death anymore. I have wonderful life. But also, when I say I don't mind to leave this world because I know I'm gonna be in heaven for eternity with the Lord forever, forever and ever. Amen. What a wonderful thing to be a Christian. Super abundant life on earth, and eternal life in heaven. I want to make sure you are born again. You walk with Jesus. Why don't we pray together that Jesus is our Lord and Savior? Amen. And we repent of our sin. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. You are the holy God. You created me. You designed me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are my creator. I am your workmanship. You created me to be unique, to be good. Thank you, Lord. I repent of my sin. I give my life to you. I believe and declare, Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Shepherd, and my Savior. I will walk with Him. He is with me. He never deserts me. He is with me all the time. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your goodness, your mercy, shall follow me. You shall protect me, guide me, provide for me, give me good life. Thank you, Lord. 
I will serve you. I will do your will. Obey you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. What a wonderful confession. It's good to confess. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.